Welcome to Enchenio and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world, from different backgrounds and niches of expertise, who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. Okay, happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unchained on a Strength Podcast. And we have a lovely Canadian today. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> Hi, Courtney. How Hello. How's it going? I'm so good. Thank Aww. you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat today. I'm a big fan of your podcast. <laughs> ah, thank you. It makes me so happy when I have guests that actually heard my podcast. <laughs> Sarcastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Courtney McCarthy is the founder of Loyovo Fit. And Courtney, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your background. How did you get started? We'll know everything about you. Yes, for sure. So Loyoba Fit stands for Love Your Body Fitness. And I am an ACE certified group fitness instructor and mindset coach. And um, Loyoba Fit came out of my own story, which kind of has two chapters, which I think are really important to share as we were talking about learning from each other's journeys. So the first part of my journey was my own relationship to health, fitness, and my body. So uh, in another life, <laughs> I worked, um, I was a, I was a regulatory analyst, a policy analyst for the federal government here in Canada, um, which is a very, yeah, it's a very, an adult job. And, and that's what my background in, I have a master's degree in, in public policy and public administration. And I was living the life that you were supposed to live, right? I lived with a man that I loved and in a beautiful city in Ottawa, Canada. And I had this adult job that I had studied for and I was making a ton of money. And of course I was unhappy. (laughs) (laughs) And at the time in my body, I was carrying a lot of extra weight and also dealing with the symptoms of, um, a pretty recently diagnosed, but had been struggling for years with IBS. So I was in pain a lot. I didn't have get up and go energy. I um, was really unhappy in my body. I, the relationship that I was in um, at the time also made me feel badly about my body. And there was a lot of emphasis on that um, in relationship to my worth. And on top of that, I was unhappy at work. I was feeling kind of all these aspects of my life just weren't weren't aligned in the way that I wanted. And it was, it was making me depressed and my mental health was suffering. So I, like many women started trying everything. I went to every fad fitness class. Mm -hmm. I went to, I tried every diet. I tried every cleanse. I only drank lemon water for like nine days. I had only juices and smoothies for 14, like everything and nothing worked in fact, and I was raw vegan for a while, nothing worked. It all ended up making, maybe I lost a little bit of weight here and there, but it all made me feel the same. And then one day, again, in my, in my open-mindedness of trying everything, I took a Zumba class 
And it was this woman and it was different than any fitness class I'd ever tried before. The woman on stage was a regular woman. She wasn't this like jacked fitness instructor stereotype. Mm -hmm. And the room was filled with women of all ages and shapes and sizes and backgrounds. And it was the first time I still get emotional (laughs) talking about it and thinking about it to this day. Yeah. um, Because it was the first time that it was like the stars aligned. And I was like, is this what fitness is supposed to feel like? I just was having so much fun moving my body and dancing. And she was such like, that's what she emphasizes the instructor and, and everyone around me was just so welcoming and we were all smiling with each other. And I instantly made a bunch of friends. And for the first time, it wasn't about like what my body looked like about burning calories about, um, you know, achieving this specific goal. It was just about joyful movement. So with her encouragement, yeah. So with her encouragement, I, I wanted to do what she did for me. I wanted to be that safe space for other women to discover what fitness could be like. So I, I call Zumba my gateway drug into the fitness industry. <laughs> <laughs> it's what got me started. Um, and that was how I healed my relationship with fitness. That helped open the door to discovering a new way of moving my body because once I fell in love with that, it helped me to see like lifting weights and doing strength training. And even I started getting into running, it all became from a source of joy rather than this whole ideal of punishment. Um, So I, now that took a lot of time. I actually lost all the weight. I became exactly what you would define as this, you know, the stereotypical, and we were talking about diet culture before we jumped on the diet culture definition of what a fit, healthy, attractive body looked like. So I was, you know, white, straight passing, skinny. (laughs) I had all these great muscles, a flat stomach, and it still the whole outfit as well. The whole outfit that I have. I had, I had lots of like, ma- well, I still have lots of matching sports, uh, okay. sports bras and leggings, but yeah, I did the whole thing. Um, so that's what it led me to keep evolving and, and, and trying to understand this relationship of like, okay, how, how does, what is diet culture? How does it impact? Like, you know, why was my initial conception of fitness so tied to, you know, I was so obsessed with achieving the, the that bikini body and, you know, I started learning how to unpack that. So that's how my journey as like an instructor and mindset coach started and how I got involved. Courtney, it's, I love the transformation. I love how like one thing just like blew your mind and you were like, okay, I'm going to go all in with this one. Because I think a lot of people try different things, but it's always from a different perspective. Now, a Mm -hmm. lot of people has like are afraid to go to the gym because they look at other people who are all fit and they're like, oh, my God, I don't want to be sweating. You know, I'll get on the treadmill, I'll be sweating (laughs) and I'll be having like patches underneath my, you know, my arms. And And a lot of people are very self-conscious about that. So that's why they're rather not go. And I think a lot of people who are fit in the gym make those people feel self-conscious as well. Yeah. And that's, that's a whole part. And we can, we can touch on that and, you know, about what diet culture is, but I think what you touched on was, is really important. And I hope if there's any early takeaway that I can give to your listeners, it's that, um, keep trying because 
especially now, especially with the pandemic and the way that the fitness industry has had to evolve and change and move online, just like we've had to at my studio, um, there, I promise you, like our, our bodies inherently are designed to move. We want to move. That's, that's what they're built to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're the type of person who, you know, and I used to, I used to categorize myself like this and I see clients all the time who say, I'm not a gym person. I'm not athletic. I don't like exercise. I don't like movement. And I want you to know that that comes from often, as you described, like really negative experiences in the traditional fitness environment. And also maybe that again, you're, you're, you're associating it with, with that diet culture mindset of like, you have to exercise, you should exercise your ability to, you know, achieve a specific body type is directly linked to your worth. And the more that you're willing to open yourself up, I promise you that there is some kind of movement that you will find joy in. It might not look traditional. It might be, you know, getting a pogo stick on your driveway. It might be having mini dance parties alone in your bedroom, but there is all of us are capable um, and can find the sort of movement that connects with our bodies. It's just a matter of, as you said, of, of being willing to try and being willing to keep an open mind and, and starting to, again, um, disassociate and unlearn those, those standards of diet culture that of what movement is supposed to look like. So, Absolutely. and I did the bunny ears there. I realized, I realized they can't see me, but I did the bunny ears of what it's supposed to look like with bunny ears. <laughs> um, but then the other part of my journey was, was after I became a fitness instructor. So, um, I got all my certifications and licensing and then, and I started teaching. It was when I, immersed myself in the fitness industry. And, and at the time I was, you know, I, I worked at tons of different gyms, big box gyms, small studios, community centers, you name it. And there was constantly the same problem that I kept coming up against, which was that um, a lot of the centers were being run by men mm-hmm. um, and especially really young men and especially young white men. Um, and a lot of the memberships and the businesses, how they were organized, were not meant to serve the members, especially the members that were coming to my classes, which were, you know, women, older women, mothers, um, who were telling me that it wasn't working for them either, that they would only use their membership to come to my class, or they were still feeling this kind of dissatisfaction with their bodies, or or not really knowing how to feel the way that they wanted to feel. Um, and I felt undervalued as an employee and, and as an instructor. And one of the, (laughs) one of the like straws that broke the camel's back was, um, I was working at this big box gym and I, and I wanted to throw a little Zumba party and I wanted to, and like, it was just about celebrating the members and, and showing my appreciation for how much they'd supported me in my journey. And I was like, I'll bring prizes. It all, it'll all come out of my pocket. <laughs> Is it okay if I put up a few posters in the gym? And they were like, no, 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 no. We can't oh. do that sort of advertising. Like, no, 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 no go. And I was like, fine. Oh. The next time I went in to teach, there were all these posters and like not professionally made like photocopies, all these posters that one of the male trainers had posted up of basically supermodels in bikinis. And he was advertising a summer boot camp meant to target women to get, to get them to achieve these bodies. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. First of all, 
don't put pictures of supermodels up and, and, you know, that's not what all of us are working towards. That that's not what all of us want. And that's not all what all, most of us are probably ever going to achieve. <laughs> we all have a different so, body type. That's, that's the exactly, thing. Yeah, exactly. And it was just, it, it, it made me realize again, just how broken the industry was how much it didn't align with my values and how it also didn't align with my own experience as to what actually worked to help me get what people want, which is to feel motivated, to feel good in your body, to have more energy, to actually enjoy working out. So that's what led to the eventual creation of, of Loyable Fit and me opening my own studio is because it wasn't enough for me to just run my own space and sorry, run my own class and create a safe space in that like hour of Zumba. Yeah. I was like, I want to start something that from the ground up is based on the tenets of joyful movement and loving your body and fighting against fat phobia and striving to be an inclusive space for, you know, people of color and indigenous people and, and people of the LGBTQ plus community. I wanted the space that was built on that and that it wasn't just one class that was safe, but everything that we did was helping to teach people how to ditch diet culture and embrace movement and really use fitness the same way I did as a foundation for, for them to be able to, to love their bodies, to love themselves mm -hmm. and to build the life that they, that they always dreamed of. Courtney, that's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful somebody doing Thank that you. kind of work well it, it, i i believe in we all have something in common you know there there is something if we actually sit down and have a conversation with somebody mm -hmm. and we get to open up and be vulnerable i think we all have something in common and yeah. to be able to bring people that have that one thing in common that they do want to get that movement you know and no matter what way is it <clears throat> it's just it's beautiful you know because it, it, you can see I, I'm sure you can see people making like friends with people that you, they probably would have never thought they would have before. Yeah. Unless you oh know God, that it's so in the true. class. It, it is like yeah. I, I go to classes, you know, and like if I would have met her somewhere else, I probably would have never spoken to her. But in the class, we're like, you no, know, I met, I'm be met my best friend in the class. <laughs> and as I said, if we would have met each other in other occasion, we probably wouldn't even have spoken to each other. And then in the yeah. class, we start chatting and then we became really, really close. And it was just, it was having that thing in common and then, you know, be able to like expand our, our friendship. But yeah. I mean, you know, bringing all, all, I mean, it breaks those barriers of judgment, judgment of, you mm -hmm. know, um, racism or of people being different. Because I think underneath it all, we all crave the same thing, you know, being, yeah. you know being accepted or being or accept ourselves as well, you know, starting from there, yeah. but being in a place where we can feel comfortable and be ourselves. Yeah. And I look at it at, you know, one of the biggest aspects of the power of community is, as you said, like so many of us feel alone in what we're feeling and that creates shame. Mm -hmm. And when you have shame, whether it's around your body or how you look or your insecurities, like shame, shame is what ruins our lives. They, it's what holds us back. It's what makes us afraid. It's, as you said, it's what makes us judge other people as well. And when you're able to remove that shame, that's when like so much, so much magic happens. And, um, you know, the work that we're doing isn't easy. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to be sold, which is why the fitness industry makes so much money. 
in the beauty industry and the fashion industry. It's a lot easier to be sold, you know, take this pill or drink this supplement for 30 yeah. days and you'll yeah. lose weight and you'll have the body you've always wanted. And that's when you'll be happy. And we don't do that here. Like we, we're, we're very against like Photoshop and filters and, and making those kind of, you know, lose weight quick promises. We don't even focus on weight loss as the goal period. Um, so the work that we do, it, it's longer, it takes time. It requires you to be vulnerable and to show up and, and again, to unlearn some pretty ingrained concepts and be willing to have those, those difficult and uncomfortable conversations with others and with yourself. And when you're able to do that in a community space where there are other people who are equally as committed to doing that work and who, you know, it's the one thing that I love that I get to see every day who celebrate each other. Mm -hmm. Like that's what's like, like actually even just yesterday, one of our members, um, we have little bracelet milestones. So when you, when you finish a certain number of classes, we give you a little bracelet and you get to wear it on your wrist (laughs) or on your water bottle or whatever. Um, so she just reached her 350th class. Wow. Milestone. Yeah. So she was posting in the group and and she was just talking about, you know, how proud she was of herself and how, you know, how much it's impacted her. And what I loved was that the post just filled up with other people who may not even actually have ever physically met Mm -hmm. um, this member because, because of COVID, but it didn't matter because everyone was like, Oh my God, you're so great. We're so proud of you. This is such an amazing accomplishment. And that to me is like, it's such magic when when you get that kind of encouragement and cheerleading and and celebration because i think that you know so often we don't take enough time to to celebrate ourselves and to celebrate our accomplishments even if they're small right like the number of fitness classes you took like who cares but it does matter <laughs> so but that's because we always tend um, to focus on that we tend to focus on all the negative stuff and it just takes yeah. over you know and what we what we haven't done rather than what yeah. we have <laughs> I think it is, but if we live in a culture that is that, you know, it's like most of our celebrations are based on how our worth is based on our achievement. And sometimes, mm-hmm. as you said, it's sometimes it's something small that you should celebrate, you know, and it's like, yeah, celebrate is huge. And they're like, nah, it's just so easy for me. Like, yes, yeah, still celebrate it. You know, jump, yeah. jump up and down, dance in the room, exactly. do something. <laughs> and it's important to learn how to celebrate other things because I think, again, in our, in our very diet-centric society, so many of us celebrate weight loss. Yeah. Um, you know, especially when, when people lose a lot of weight, that's the sort of thing we celebrate. Um, and we don't celebrate that here. Not, <clears throat> not because we want to shame anybody or, or because it's, it's, you know, um, because weight loss is a bad thing. It's because to us, that's not the marker of success to us, the marker of success instead of, and this is actually to, to segue into a tip that I have as well. If, if you want to start to build your confidence and start to kind of unlearn some of these concepts is to redefine your own definition of success. So we really focus instead of, of looks based goals and looks based milestones, meaning how you've changed your body um, and how it looks on the outside surface. We focus a lot more on, um, accomplishments and ability-based goals. So what have you done? I like that. How do you, how do you feel? Um, what can your body do instead of what it looks like, which we think is way more important. That is way more yeah, well, it's yeah, like, you it's know, so... the, the typical walking up the stairs that, you know, it's like, oh, no. 
you fly exactly. up the stairs and you're like, <gasps> and then when you, you, <laughs> you do a few but, more, but that's a legit like, yeah. goal too, right? Yeah, like that's it's, a legit goal that deserves celebration because that makes your life easier. That it, makes it your does. life better. Or, or those moments where um, I've had members before where they'll post in the group or they'll message me and they say, Courtney, I sat down on the ground to play with my daughter and I got up again and I'll be like, yes, that's amazing, <laughs> right? Because that is amazing because that's what we, uh -huh. that's, that's the moments that make life worth living, right? Of, of being able to play with our kids and, and go up the stairs and not get out of breath mm -hmm. or be able to lift that heavy thing and, and yeah. feel really strong and capable and, and proud of our bodies. So that's, that's, what, that's what we chase here. <laughs> That's, that's the magic yeah and, and i love it because i think that's what fitness should be about not as you said not, not the way you look it's about how what you can your body can do you know especially yeah, in times like this and how you feel but especially in times like these you know that we have we have covid around and it's everybody's like you know what their defense is and like you feeling like you know you're feeling more vulnerable so you know it's just like it's a whole mindset like for me it's a whole mindset everything just is combined and to be able to have your body that is strong, that is still, you know, the defenses that are up and, and is keeping you, you know, even it's, it's amazing. No, I think that's, what's important. I remember yeah, when I, it's when very I, key to, I'm uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, when I started going to the gym, it was that I was first, I was like, I had this idea. I was like, I want to lose this and this, you know? And then I was like, no, that's not what I want. I want to be able to, again, start running, which I haven't done in a long time. And I was like, okay, and we start little by little, you know, and she said it was like I started with 1k then I went to 2k and then I was like yeah three four five so I did a mini marathon and I was like I can't believe this you know Amazing. but yeah. it, it was that I was like I see my body and I was like I know I'll never have a size six but I shouldn't I don't think anybody should aim to have a size six or a size eight because we all have different sizes bodies some of us got more boobs some of us got more you know bottom <laughs> you know it's it's just what it is and we should accept it well and I think too especially with that um another tip that I often have as far as how to unlearn and start to to build confidence and love around your body is also asking yourself where those initial goals come from. Because I think just like me, and you said it's it's part of your journey too, many of us start out with with the look space goals, right? Mm -hmm. Like I started trying to lose weight and I started trying to get that bikini body. But if I really had taken the time, which I which I really encourage people to do, is is ask yourself like where did that goal come from? Like yeah. who's who's telling you that you should be a size six like what 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 who's who's decided that size six or size two or size four or whatever it is that you have in your head why is that the goal and is that something that you actually want or is that something that's been told to you that you want and it could be you know for many of us this goes back to childhood right of like the the way that we were brought up around our bodies or especially like what the same sex parent, how, what their relationship was with their body or what we were told about food or the media that we consumed or the society that we grew up in. But many of us don't actually ever take the time to examine those standards that are set for us and actually decide if we want them. Yeah. Because sure, some bodies could get dent. Like I'm not I, like you, I'm not naturally a size six. <laughs> <laughs> I can be, but 
that requires a life based on restriction and sacrifice. <laughs> oh, boy, and it doesn't is. actually Yeah, exactly. And it and it, and I got there. I got I was wearing extra smalls and I still didn't feel the way I wanted to feel in my body. I still then I then my insecurities rather than getting to that size became about obsessed with staying that size and obsessed with every extra roll or or jiggle or whatever. So it wasn't until I was able to re-examine and say for myself, like, how do I want to feel in my own body? And, and what's more important to me than achieving a particular size is, as we've said, I want to feel great. I want to get up in the morning and have that go, go, go energy that, that I'm known for. Mm -hmm. I want to wake up and have a, be, a good, be in a good mood. I want to keep up with the adventures that I want to have in life. I want to be able to portage a canoe or go for a five-kilometer hike up, a, up an escarpment. I want to be able to go for a run if I want. I want to be able to lift heavy yeah. things. I want to yeah. be able to have a safe and healthy pregnancy. Like All of those things are what my standard for how I want to feel in my body and my life that that I can claim for myself and then choose my life accordingly. I just have to, it's that first recognition of, of where did these standards come from? My definition of, is my definition of success actually mine? Yeah. Or was it, was it literally sold to me yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or, no. or passed down to me? Yeah. No, I, I get it. Yeah, no, because I used to get that a lot when I was a kid. I was happy, little fat kid. I was so happy. In my own <laughs> <world>. <laughs> so many kids are, right? Like when you look at a five-year-old, they never worry about the what They think that they're God's gift to the world, right? They show their bodies. Like that's, that's what we're all born with in it. So it's about, even sometimes the word unlearning, I don't like to use. It's more of a matter of relearning and returning yeah. back to that relationship with our bodies where we think it's awesome. And look at my, look at my stomach and, you know, let me just run around and dance and sprint and go. That so. was me. Oh, you used to love it. I know what it was. Right? Then I was told it wasn't right to be like that. And I was like, why? I was like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm healthy. Yeah. yeah. And I remember it was one day. It was three of us, three of the girls. And we all had like, we had like, not bikinis, like a full body um, swimsuit. And in the next room, there were three boys, right? And we, we went out and the girls start freaking out and they pushed me against the wall, like, which I broke, like I broke my shoulder, like the bone of my shoulder oh my in the middle of the summer. So I had to wear a cast, but I didn't, I didn't understand why they were screaming about. I'm standing there. I'm like, one of them is your brother. The other one is your cousin. I'm like, what is going on? I had this, I was very innocent with the whole, you know, yeah. being a woman kind of thing. <laughs> so I guess that's what it was. But, you know, it, it's, I think that it's that. It's, it, it's more, it's the way this idea of like also womanhood and, you know, and your body starts oh, yeah. growing and all that kind of thing. And especially if you're a teenager and you have big boobs, that, that a lot of things play in there that leave you a little bit fucked up in the head as you grow up. <laughs> that, you know? And many of us have a experiences like that too of like really strong memories of shame right of like yes maybe we were feeling good in our bodies and somebody said something or made a joke or made a comment right oh you really gonna eat that yeah. or I remember once I was out I was out at the club one night back when that was allowed um <laughs> and I was wearing like a cute ass outfit and I felt phenomenal and then some guy passed me on the street and told me I had fat legs and then that oh. stuck with me for years, like years, it, it was like every time I wore like anything that showed my legs. So I think that so many of us have those shame moments. But again, that's where like, I felt good. And it wasn't until somebody else 
yeah. held their definition of attractive onto me, yeah. that that forced me to change. So I think that that can be a really, really empowering step of reclaiming of like, no, no, I don't care what you want. I don't care how you, I don't care what you think of my body. All I care about is how I feel about my body. <laughs> exactly. I feel pretty phenomenal. So. <laughs> If you don't now that like doesn't it, happen you overnight. Know. It's a process, but <laughs> well, I'm glad when you said you introduced yourself. You said you're a mindset coach as well, because so I think it's mm-hmm. really, really important, you know. And I, and I think a lot of um, I've worked with personal trainers before, you know, and and I said it to you, but I think that is part that they lack in it as well. Some mm-hmm. of them, you know, they give you all the fitness part because this is what you should be looking like. And this is how much you should be waiting based on your what I, BMI and whatever else. And they start <laughs> doing all the freaking calculations, yep. Yep. you know, <laughs> and your size, you're 168 and you should be eating this per day. And I'm used to look yep. at them and I'm like, you are insane. I'm like, you're, you know, especially because they, they used to give me a diet that is according to somebody who works in an office, who sits down all day, who does this because that's how they were taught. And I was like, you can't give me that. I'll starve. I'm always on the go. I'm yeah. always standing up. I'm always, you know, I'm always moving around. I was like, I will not survive on that. <laughs> like, mm. But it's based on that understanding, right? Of like, we have to look at ourselves as more than a body. And yes. I think not just in the fitness industry, but especially as you said, as a woman, so many times our worth is reduced down to our body. And it's yeah. about saying like, no, it's not, it's not just about that. It's, and, and it's making sure too, like that we're eating enough to live the sort of lives that we want to live. And that instead of looking at working out as a way to change your body or get to a smaller size or punish yourself for what you ate, working out in fitness is a tool for you to feel your best. Like, that's how I look at it. As I said, it's fitness to me is the foundation. And like, um, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder in 2013. And my relationship with fitness has been what allowed me to get off my medication and to manage my anxiety in a way that doesn't, thank you. Yeah. But, but that's why it's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it because my body isn't enough. I'm doing it because it helps Mm-hmm. my body. It helps me live my life. It helps me to be the best version of myself that I can be. And when you're able to make that switch, it, it starts to change everything. When you start to choose things out of love rather than fear or hate or shame, that's when the world opens up to you and, and you will be able to find what makes you feel the way you want to feel in your body, which is, as we talked about, strong and empowered and sexy mm-hmm. and confident yeah. and capable. So, yeah. All in my yeah. bikini. I'm saying that. All in my <laughs> bikini. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. So, I could be talking to you all day, Courtney. This, I said it to you. These are some of my favorite topics. Uh, I don't know why I don't, I'm not a health coach or, you know, nutritionist. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> but I, I get to learn so much from you girls, like from, from, you know, fitness instructors and like health coaches and nutritionists. It's just because from each and every one of you that, I, that I've been interviewing and I've been learning from, you all have this one thing in common that is very rare to find outside <laughs> in the real world. The saying that everybody's different and everybody's different on their body and on their mind and mm-hmm. on everything that it, and it's important to start from, you know, with self-love. And yes. 
It is. It's the main thing. And then all the other things, you start feeling them. You start, you said it. You start, you want to move. You do that out of love. You want to go for a run. You know, when I start running, it was that. I remember I started walking because I wanted to clear my head. And I'm now, I'm very, I'm, I find it very hard to sit down in meditation and be quiet. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go for a walk. <laughs> But, you know, because yeah. that, that is another thing that is like a lot of people, well, it's the only way you could do it. And I'm like, no, I did it by walking and by walking, I start walking and then I start running and then running that clear my head. Anytime that I feel I'm like, yeah. And more than that, I'm like, anytime that I feel like I just go for a run or go for a walk. But, yeah. you know, it's just it's a little me time. It's a little. OK. Oh, I couldn't I'm agree like, more. That's exactly why I'll, I'll be honest. I hate running but I love running for what it does up here yeah. up, up, up in the brain. Like I'm not the third person like running is still a challenge for me, <laughs> but I do it just like you. I do it because, because of how I feel and especially mentally of how I feel afterwards. And as you said perfectly, it's like, it, that's my time. Like, I don't like to go running with anybody. I put in my headphones. I'm, I'm in my meditative state. All, that's when I have all my best ideas and epiphanies. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It occurred to me the other day, they actually got invited to go with a group of running. And I'm like, no, it's not <laughs> happening. And she was like, well, don't you miss the motivation when somebody's next to you? I'm like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> Just no. No, no, it's about me. It's about me. <laughs> basically me myself yeah. and I yeah and my music exactly. On. <laughs> exactly and that's that's what the magic is about about when you allow yourself to start taking steps towards this journey of healing your relationship with with food and with movement and with your body it's amazing the the powerful connection that can come out of it and, and recognizing that you do enjoy spending time with mm -hmm. yourself and you do yep. enjoy, you know, even as you said, I struggle with meditation too, even though I love it and I do it multi many times a week. Um, it's hard to, to just sit and be. Um, but when you start to see, when you start to take away that shame and when you start to see what can come out of it, then it becomes fun. And then, it, and that's, again, that's where the, if you're somebody who struggles with motivation, which I know, especially right now, so many of us are, it's not hard to motivate yourself to love something. And there's still days where, don't get me wrong, I'm not the perfect archetype. Like I still, and I, we always talk about this with my team is like, even as an instructor and somebody who now dedicates their life to fitness, where I'm like, oh, I don't want to work out. I don't want to teach <laughs> class. I just want to sit and watch Netflix. But that motivation always comes back because I, I know how it's going to make me feel. And I know how much I enjoy who it makes me, how, how it makes me show up in my life and mm -hmm. how it enables me to live my life. And then that's, that's a lot harder to say no to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, yeah. Um, before we wrap up, there's um you mentioned the word unhappy in both of your stories, and I wanted to go mm -hmm. back to that. Um, just because let's say somebody who's listening and they're like, "How did you feel unhappy? How did you recognize you were feeling unhappy when you had, let's say, the perfect job, you were making the money you were making, you no, know, yeah, you had you had you were in a good relationship, you had basically what, in definition of society, is success." Fairy tale, and, right? Yeah, the fairy tale. <laughs> and every, you know, like I said, I was, I was telling that to somebody. It's like when we move from the 20s to the 30s, it's like it seems like everything that is supposed to be that is successful. I, I did the bunnies like you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> successful. It's all based on materialistic things, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. 
you know, we, we want, especially at that time, if you're making a lot of money, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to go get pair of my, myself a pair of shoes or you go go shopping. And usually that's how we spend most of our 30s, shopping for ridiculous stuff that we never wear. You know, uh, yep. probably getting a car and you're not even a midlife car, so you're getting this banging cars you know? <laughs> or, you know, expensive holidays, you're spending on really silly things. And yep. but that that is the definition of when you're 30s, 20s, 30s. So I'm, I'm curious, what was for you? What was it physically or emotionally that you mm-hmm. it made you feel unhappy in both occasions? Because you said that as honest, well, you were in your fitness journey as well, that you when yeah. you were going towards that, there was also unhappiness. Yeah. Um, before I started down this path, the, the biggest word that I could say was dread. Like I used to dread getting up and like going to work and my life didn't excite me. And you're right. Filling it with all the things, right? Like I, I started, I started becoming, I, I became obsessed with so many different like materialistic things or, or, solutions I'll call them mm-hmm. that that I was trying to use to make me feel better whether it was I used to buy a ton of makeup and then I bought a ton of like nail polish things and then I became into house decorating and then I became into DIY crafts and all of them it felt like I was looking for external sources of happiness when at the end of the day it just was like I I didn't feel connected to my life and I you know as we talk about it, if I was, I had no motivation to do anything. So it was, you know, that's where, you know, my life became very sedentary. It became a lot of eating and a lot of drinking, mm-hmm. not because I was hungry or thirsty, but because I was again, looking for that comfort. Um, and just having that kind of really negative outlook on life of like, what's the point? And that's when, like, if you feel that way, know that, that, that's, that doesn't have to be how it is. Like you can build a life that you are so excited about. And it doesn't mean that every day is perfect. Like even right now we were talking about before I come on, you know, it's not easy to be an entrepreneur or a small business owner this year. This past year has been tough. And, and just like many small business owners, my business has taken a hit, but I feel so connected to a purpose. And I feel so much now, I feel so much more confident that, I can do hard things that like, no matter what life comes my way, that I'll find a way to make it work and I'll find a way to be happy. And, and that only came out of, you know, the time and the work that I spent, you know, we talk about mindset coach, the time and the work that I spent getting to know myself and, and spending time unpacking some of my shame, shame scripts and some of my stories Mm -hmm. around failure and some of my Mm -hmm. stories around success and fitness and health. So, um, it isn't easy, but it is so worth it to do this kind of work. And, and even to listen to podcasts like that and get inspired of like, your life can be incredible. And it, it, it doesn't have anything to do with money. And it doesn't have anything to do with how you look. And it doesn't have anything to do with how much stuff you own. But it, it's about learning about yourself and loving who you are and learning what makes you different and unique and embracing that. And, and again, coming back to making choices out of love every single day. Oh, and uh, I love it. yeah. And if, and if anyone knows anyone's struggling, 
you got this spark in yeah. you. Like she starts talking about this and there's a spark <laughs> on, your, on your whole face and your aura. And I love it. I love when people like speak with that passion about what they do. Yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's why I get up in the morning. If I can, if I can take, if I can have one person and if you're that person and you're listening to this, if you're struggling and, and you feel the way that I felt, like if it, that's my purpose is to help you see that there's a way forward and, and to start to do that work and to take those baby steps. So please know that, you know, whether it's me or reaching out to Maria and listening to the podcast or, or other professionals, but like ask for help because it's never something that you have to do alone. And I think so many of us need to hear that message of like, mm -hmm. take away the shame. It's totally normal that we all struggle. It's totally not your fault. You are not broken. That's what the fitness industry wants you to believe that you're broken, that it's something wrong with you as to why you don't look this way or why you don't feel that way. And like, you're not broken. And it just is about reconnecting and, and going back and, and taking off some of that shame and taking away some of those shame scripts and, and what you've been told and reclaiming your power. So love it. It's, I absolutely yeah. love it. Yes. <laughs> this, this is what I get up every day in the morning to do this, <laughs> have these lovely conversations and learn something yeah. new every day. So Courtney, thank you so, so much. If anybody wants to reach out to you, work with you and, and thank you for that definition. And sorry, I'm going back to that. The reason why <laughs> I asked it. Yeah, no, because I was so intrigued because you, you said that a few times and it stayed in my head. And I was like, I have to ask her. And I was like, make sure that I don't finish a podcast before. <laughs> you know, it's because, conversation but it's like you see people that it's like on that you know mm -hmm. and and sometimes I'm I'm you know sometimes I'm surprised when they're like telling me like yeah my, I'm very happy but they on the outside they look very unhappy you know mm -hmm. and they're like why would I be unhappy I have everything I ever wanted you know right. and you're like yeah. well is that really you know it's same as you said before like those those beliefs of what success is Is that really what you always wanted or what they told you you should have to be able to, you know, feel happy and fulfilled? Exactly. So, It's such an important question to ask. And, and be able to understand, understand your body, understand where, where that feeling, you know, that's always so intriguing. It's like, how did you feel so unhappy? What was it there? You know, for some people, <laughs> it represents different. Like for me, it was like I went yeah. straight. I had IBS like you did. I developed IBS and I went to... From IBS, I went straight into depression, and it was that. And I, mm -hmm. thought, and I don't know if you got it as well. From IBS, I got, like, um, psoriasis in my hands as well. So it, it didn't, didn't have that, no. Uh, it, just went, it just went all this. Never been sick in my life, my whole entire life. And then suddenly oh. my whole body just shut down, and it was just like, mm. okay, something is wrong here. Uh, yeah, no, for me, it was <laughs> things like I had awful acne all down my neck and chest, which is more hormonal, and... I would have pain beyond belief, like pain that would keep like almost like bad period cramps, but it was yeah. IBS and it would keep me Ooh. in bed. And yeah, it was awful. So glad, glad I don't have that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm like, part of the healing journey too. Yeah. your body will tell you, I always say that like your body, your body is full of wisdom. So if it's hurting, it's often a sign of, of alignment, of misalignment in other areas of your life. Like I have a client who um, suffered really bad arthritis and was walking with a cane. And it was when she came out as a, a trans individual and finally, again, spoke her truth and owned her definition of success that, that her body has been able to find a lot of healing and she no longer needs a cane. So, you Yay. know, our bodies are really wise. Yeah. We just got it. We just got to listen to what they, they have to tell us. They do. They do. 
Okay, let me. So, if anybody wants to reach out to you and get in contact with you, I could be talking to you all day. <laughs> but I'll have to wrap it up at some stage yeah. <laughs> where yeah. they can find you, Courtney. So we are on Instagram at Loyobofit, which is L-O-Y-O-B-O-F-I-T.com. And you can also, oh, sorry, at Loyobofit. And then our <laughs> website is Loyobofit.com. And we have all kinds of free resources. So if you're looking to get started, check out our website, send us a DM. Um, and if you want to find out more, reach out and I'd love to chat with you. All right. Awesome. I was going to ask you, what would you tell people who just getting started on their journey to fitness? We covered so much. I'll probably repeat yourself, but please go ahead. <laughs> I love hearing if your I, voice. If I had one piece of advice, if you're just getting started, don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20. So know that, you know, even someone like myself, I know so many people look at me and think, oh, I work in fitness. Oh, I have it all together. Everybody starts with that same first step. So just be willing to try just be willing to, to be open-minded and don't shame yourself because we always say it here, we never use the word can't, it's always can't yet. Yes. So keep showing <laughs> up, keep being consistent, keep trying and uh, keep, keep searching out that joy. Love it. Oh, thank you. Oh, such a lovely, so nice to meet you, hon. And uh, lovely, thank, thank you, you so much. Me. Thank you. Uh, thank you everybody for listening and I'll drop all the links in the podcast. Uh, but yeah, reach out. Loyobo fed. Oh, I can pronounce it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. But on Instagram and then the, um, oh, the website. But we'll see you next time. And thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more. And what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business? I am Maria C. Krause, and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms, or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause, or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, like, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Bye.